You're listening to The Nerd Table, part of the CKCC Radio family of podcasts. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcast. Hello, friends. This is episode 18 of The Nerd Table. That's right. We're finally able to vote legally. Huzzah! I am your host, Chris, and joined by my two wonderful co-hosts, always sitting down at the nerd table, always ready to roll a D20. We have good old homeowner Eric. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> well, you you don't you always complain that my intros are too elaborate. So now I'm trying to dumb it back down. Well, now I was busy drinking water thinking I had another 45 seconds. Oh, <laughs> well, you didn't. Now you're on the spot. Well, damn it. Oh, man. What a crazy week. Yes, we have we have lots to talk about with your week coming up here. But I'd also like to introduce you to the master and most knowledgeable person when it comes to New Japan Pro Wrestling that I know, Dan. Well, greetings and salutations. And I know you've been, uh, you've had quite a lot to enjoy when it comes to pro wrestling over in Japan, because there's nothing to enjoy with pro wrestling in America. That's been a theme of 2020. So actually, the Japanese show that's tonight is actually here in America. <laughs> you know what's fun about that, Eric, is you can actually watch it at a reasonable time, because when whenever there's a live show in Japan, it's always at, like... 2 to 5 a.m., yeah. Yeah. That's when it starts. So you either have to stay up all night and be really dedicated to your live viewing, or you just get up early and watch it. But tonight's is going to be at 10 o'clock Eastern time, so... Reasonable. Is there a a big difference between the the Japanese version and, and like, ours? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh... They call it strong style. They specifically... It, it sounds really funny to say it out loud because it's really is the entire point of pro wrestling, but their style is supposed to look as legitimate as possible without actually killing each other. So they call it strong style. And let's just say that while it's quote unquote a work and they're not really wrestling each other to beat each other, quote unquote, you know, all that shit. I'm not saying the F word because I refuse to, but okay. they they really are laying their shit into each other. They beat each other up. Like, okay. yes, the finish of the match is predetermined, but they they don't pull any punches. In fact, some of their hazing routine for the young boys, which is what they call the up-and-coming students, are apparently really brutal. Like, it, it's almost like military hazing. They give them all crew cuts. They belittle them. They beat the living piss out of them. And then they send them away to go work somewhere else before they're allowed to come back. What? But once they... But once they come back, they kind of enter that hierarchy, and then they're in. And that's why Japan has produced not only some of the toughest wrestlers alive, but they also have some of the best longevity. Like, they got guys that are wrestling well into their 50s, sometimes even 60s, and they can still go and really kick some ass. I would never fuck with a Japanese wrestler. Look up look up what some of these guys... Like their appearance, like uh, who's a good example here, Dan? Who's one you really wouldn't want to mess with? I mean, you don't want to mess with Minoru Suzuki. <clears throat> yeah, look up what Mazor- Minoru Suzuki looks like, and you'll be like, yeah, no, that guy would eat me alive. He looks like a Yakuza hitman. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Tomohiro Ishii. Yeah. That guy's built like a barrel. 
He's he like literally... a strong man. He, he looks like a strong man. A lot of a lot of Japanese pro wrestlers do have like sumo backgrounds too. So they they have slimmed down from their big guy status, which means they've already learned how to be tough and kill you when they're giant and fat, and now they're getting slimmer and more muscular. So what does that tell you? Yeah, you're gonna have a bad day. <laughs> you're gonna have a very bad day. <clears throat> So, yes, that's what's been going on in Dan's world. So, Eric, how's your week going, bud? Oh, man, I, I'm exhausted. I, I've literally just been, like, painting all week, um, moving stuff out of the uh, out of the condo into the trash. Uh, so, the person, when they moved out, they didn't move everything out. They left stuff attached to the walls. They left me two TVs. One of them was just garbage. So, I was just like, whatever, I'm putting it in the garage. Anybody who wants it can can have it. The other one is uh, it's pretty decent. It's nothing fancy, just a you know, I guess a normal fifty-five inch. I don't even know what size it is, but I'm pretty sure it's a fifty-five inch um, TV that's left in the living room. Which I have a feeling we're probably gonna leave there for a while until I can figure out what I'm gonna do with my projector because I have a projector set up. Right, I know that. I've been to your place when you have the projector set up. Right, right. So you know, it, it's not something that I and. and I have to figure out the correct distance, the correct like uh, angles and stuff like that, and make sure that. Yeah, I'm just laughing at this right now because I'm pretty sure 55 is what we have, and to me, it's a perfect size for television, and I'm super used to it. But yeah, if you've got a projector set up and basically your whole wall's a TV. Yeah. Well, yeah, you you've been to my place. You know how how big that thing is. And now I'm looking at 55. I'm like, eh, okay. To you, that's a Game Boy screen now. <laughs> Pretty much. It, 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 you know what? 55 inches is fine for a TV at a certain distance. But then once you get really far, it's you might as well just have like a 32 inch, you know. And the thing about a projector is you could be anywhere in that room. You're gonna see it just fine. Obviously, or you're not doing your projector right. Correct. Cars. That's why I always laughed when I was playing a, when you'd play Grand Theft Auto Five and you get to like explore the different characters' houses, and you're you're walking through Michael's like little abode that he's got. He's got the nice house and everything, and his little witness protection deal, a little too nice for his snot nosed kids. And then you go into his living room, and he's got the projector set up too. And you're like, of course he would have a projector because no size television was going to be good enough for this guy. So he's just like, screw it. I'm getting a projector. And now everything's a television. <laughs> uh, that's my dream right there. Uh, hopefully I can make an entire wall, just one giant screen. Have you seen that thing where it's like, uh, it's like, it's like a 256 inch television. It's literally the size of the wall. Um, and isn't would... that what Kevin Smith has in his room or something? Probably. I, I think he he mentioned that like he, uh, it, it was one of those screens that they use for like advertising and stuff like that. It's fucking huge, and they uh, they gifted it to him, and he didn't realize how heavy it was, and he told the people to put it upstairs or some stupid shit. So they had to bring in like a crane and a couple of guys or whatever. Oh god, it's a it's a fucking funny story if you ever get a chance. I, I'm trying to think of what um what stand up he says that in. I'm sure it can't be that hard to figure out. Nah. Well, I'm sure if you look hard. up Kevin Smith and <laughs> Kevin Smith talking about his television. And then on top of that, so on top of like me moving all the stuff out and figuring out a whole bunch of shit and painting, I've also been playing cyberpunk and I've been staying up until like 1 a.m. And if you know anything about me, 
nine o'clock, I'm like, all right, I'm done with the day. I'm going, I'm going to sleep. Right. Like 10 o'clock is probably a late day for me. So when I looked at my, uh, when I looked at the time yesterday, or I guess this morning rather, and it was like 1 a.m., I was just like, oh no, I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to have any energy. It's actually funny you mentioned cyberpunk, and I kind of want to get your thoughts on it real quick, but uh, I'm making a – it's not really a New Year's resolution because I'm trying to – I'm going to probably start it because I have a week coming off – a week off coming up here for Christmas break that I requested off back in January because I noticed none of my other coworkers took Christmas week off, and with Christmas being on a Friday, my job usually gives us Christmas Eve and Christmas Day off, so I was like – that's going to be a four-day weekend. Why don't I just take the whole damn week? And nobody else is requesting off for Christmas, so I did. And, of course, now with the pandemic, I can't really do much. I think the only thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go see my family, but I'm only going to go for, like, a day. So I'm like, okay, well, I've got a giant video game backlog of games that I've started and never finished that now I'm probably just going to have to restart all of them anyway. And I'm going through the list, and it's... It's such a disgustingly long list because it's like the new Avengers game, but then also that the Spider-Man game that came out like two or three years ago. And then I'm looking through and I've got two Dragon Ball Z games, a Fighter Z and Xenoverse, Xenoverse 2 on the Switch. And I'm like, well, great. There's backlog there. I'm like, what else do we have? (laughs) And then I realized that I still never finished Breath of the Wild. And I'm like, okay, now we're getting a little too old. And then I saw... There, there's that. What was that game that you just played, Dan? The new Jedi game, Fallen Order. Yeah, yeah. Haven't finished that yet. And all these games that I start don't finish. And now the only things I actually play regularly are New Horizons, which I'm still loving Animal Crossing, so I'm not going to necessarily stop playing that. And I play Among Us every Saturday with you guys. And I'm like, I've got so much backlog. I need to get some of these games completed. So what I'm going to do, I'm not, I'm not going to put aside New Horizons and uh, and Among Us because I'm still having too much fun with those. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to start dedicating myself to a little bit of game time. But I'm going to focus on one game at a time. I'm going to put them in a pile. What I can pile up anyway. I think Fighter Z is just a download, so that won't be in the pile. Maybe I'll make a list. I mean, I'm that's a fighting out- game. You're fine. Yeah. There's there's no story really to it. I know, but it's still got some funny moments with the characters, especially the characters who've never met each other interacting. And I kind of want to see that stuff. But like, I mean, I got that Mario collection. I've made progress in all three games and I occasionally go back to them, but I haven't necessarily beaten any. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so much. So I'm like, all right, screw this. I said, I already, I'm already putting the PS5 on the back burner for like three years. Which means the games like Cyberpunk are going to be on the back burner for like three years, even though I'm intrigued by them. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to start getting through my backlog here. And that'll give me an excuse to do more stuff on Twitch. Try to get us some more exposure here. Because we do have the CKCC Twitch channel. And Dan uses it a lot, but I could certainly afford to use it a little bit too. Because Dan's not always streaming. So I'm like, that's what that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get more shit going here do much more streaming and uh, and get some of these backlogs done. But just we're not going to focus on achievements or anything like that or trophies for PlayStation. I'm going to focus on playing the game for fun and beating the game. 
side questing everything. Because I mean, Jesus Christ, I never once finished. I Grand Theft Auto Five, I think, was the last game I truly played through to completion and actually finished. I never finished fucking Red Dead Redemption Two. I never finished fucking Skyrim. Like it's it's disturbing how many games I've never finished. I never finished the new Ghostbusters games or the Lego Harry Potter game. I was so excited to play, and I'm just looking at them and I'm like, what the fuck? I gotta play my games. So I'm putting a rule in place for myself that I'm not going to get anything brand new unless it's something that like is like when Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out, I'm getting that the day it launches. And I really want to play that Harry Potter open world game, but I'm going to dedicate myself to one of these games at a time and just go for it. Can I make a recommendation for your first game? God damn it. Of course, you're going to make a recommendation. And it's not the one that you think I'm going to recommend, even though I really want to recommend Breath of the Wild. I'm going to say Fallen Order. Okay, fair enough. I was I was eyeing that and Spider-Man first, because I kind of want to get through Spider-Man before I jump back into Avengers, just for chronologic shit. And I do want to eventually play Miles Morales. So, yeah, okay. let's... Uh, so that that's that's a good suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. Breath of the Wild. That one's that one's almost insulting how how far down the wayside that one's fallen, because I got that when I got my switch and I pretty much got my switch the week it launched. So, yeah, I did, however, beat Super Mario Odyssey. I haven't done all the moons, but I have beaten the actual story mode of the game. I haven't. I oh, it's I too. But like, it's great. Can I can I spoil it for you? Because it's hysterical. Uh, no, <laughs> I really All right. figure it out. <laughs> Fair enough. I was thinking about it, but I was just like, no. It, the thing is, if you know anything about me, I don't, I don't like sand. No, I'm kidding. I don't like deserts for real though. So once I got to the desert world in Mario, I'm like, all right, I need a break. You don't like sand because it's coarse and it's rough and it gets everywhere. Right. Correct. That's why I made that reference. Or started that reference anyway. Uh, but Dan I really and I have a hardcore tradition of just doing prequel quotes to each other. And it's always the, the bad prequel quotes. <laughs> Not even the good shit. Not like I am the Senate. No. Like Jar Jar shit. The, uh, the Jar Jar was one of my Jar Jar to you guys earlier? Yeah, I Jar Jar to you to tell you I was ready to record today. I went, howdy, boyos. <laughs> Misa ready to do a podcast, betcha, betcha. <laughs> it was a bombad podcast. By the way, that was one of the hardest I laughed at the new Mandalorian show was when Vilber goes, hey, maybe he's a Gungan under there. Uh, Is that why you so don't want to take it off the helmet there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that one. Uh, Yusa- even gu- Gungans are just mocked throughout the galaxy is the conclusion I drew from that. I think so. I think they are. Or maybe they all just met Jar Jar at some point and they their entire like, Well, Jar Jar is the reason is why uh the Empire happened, so fuck that. Gun yeah. Jar Jar Jar's it's one hundred percent Jar Jar's fault. I mean he got manipulated by I mean, he's accident people. prone to begin with. It probably would have happened regardless of the manipulation to but be he's honest. He's the one that gives them the emergency powers. Jar Jar ruined the gal. <laughs> that, that's the subtitle for the Star Wars tri- the Star Wars saga is Jar Jar ruined the galaxy. They should just – that should be the title for this co- this podcast. <laughs> Jar Jar ruined the galaxy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he, he 100% did. All because yeah. he thought that's what Padme would do because that's what they put in his head 
oh, we need these emergency powers. Well, you know, too bad Amidala's not here. And then he's like, oh, Misa thinks so. I could do that. I'll I said, so. think so. Well, isn't that the thing? He also, like, he's he looks so pleased with himself when he he makes the brave call because everybody goes with it. Yeah, Jar. Well, speaking of Jar Jar, he'll have nothing to do with what we're going to talk about here. But for our big segment, then things I want to talk about is nerd culture just got a major shot in the arm from the Walt Disney 2020 Investor Day when they announced about 150 things. And yeah, (laughs) so I've got a list in front of me. I'm not going to talk about every single thing on the list, mostly the stuff that intrigues me. And you guys talk about the stuff that intrigues you, too. But we'll start with the Lucasfilm. We'll talk about what they're going to be doing with Marvel, as well as Disney and Pixar, and then even some miscellaneous stuff here. And we'll get some thoughts on it. And we can just have a discussion about how Disney Disney Plus is soon going to be the best streaming service to own. Yeah. Yeah. They're, that's what they're basically working on. And I've I've talked to a couple of people who nearing the, the one year anniversary of Disney Plus, which happened last month. And some people were like, I'm kind of disenchanted with it because they don't really have anything new, really. And I've kind no, of watched all the stuff it. I want to watch. Yeah. But There's been me. none of the Marvel stuff has come out yet. <laughs> Not right. But, but in now, the first three months of next year, there's going to be like four of them. So, so like. basically, just in time for this vaccine to roll out so we can start returning to normal is when they're going to do this. And they should have done it this year. Well, so, I mean, we could have watched everything. Yeah. All right. But let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Star Wars stuff first. Uh, right off the bat, they announced that they're going to have an Ahsoka TV series with Rosario Dawson as live action reprising her role that she just had in the Mandalorian. And it's going to take place during the events of the Mandalorian. So it's going to be that Ahsoka timeline five years after Return of the Jedi, which is where we are right now. What are your thoughts on an Ahsoka television series? Seems awesome to me. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I had to pause and really think about it, but I think it, it's going to be great. Um, yeah. I, I can't wait for like all of these. She's up to, see maybe why she switched her color to just white. Because she's neutral. Yeah. Because that's that's a neutral white favorite color. Uh, but you have to. It's part of... It used to be in the lore that your color would just change based on your personality or what you do, but they changed it. You have to... When you're building your lightsaber, you have to do something to your kyber crystal to do stuff to it. Right, to get the like, color. So in order to get a red, you have to like put all of your evil into that crystal and break it to Basically. make it red. Or you, or you can just build a shoddy lightsaber like Kylo Ren did where it's completely <laughs> unstable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was broken, so technically it still worked. It's just, you know. See, I want to know. We it all know broken that by I've... angst. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I also remember reading something about green and blue being symbolic that like green was always a higher ranking color to have than blue, which is was significant when Luke went from blue to green. But it's just like all he did was build his own lightsaber. It's not like it's not like there was a, tr- a traditional gifting there. Well, then it was also like kind of like a, the Guardian versus the Sentinel was kind of the differentiation in the color as well for a while. Yeah, but then that also doesn't explain how Mace Windu has purple. Although, we all know the explanation for that was Sam Jackson wanted to be able to spot himself during action sequences. 
So <laughs> I think it was the the use of the word motherfucker that kind of turned it from blue to like a little bit of red in there. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That's <laughs> well, when you mix a little red and blue, what color do you get, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, there's no real explanation as to Rey getting the yellow one either. That's the first time we ever really see yellow in Star Wars, at least in the in this in this in this aspect, because I'm pretty sure there have been a couple of different colors that we in, saw in the Clone Wars show. But I don't remember them being significant to the story. Yeah, that's true. I, I was thinking of video games and stuff, too. But like that but in video games, you can do whatever you want because it's a video game. Right. And oh. it's just like, well, why can't I have an orange lightsaber? Yeah. Piece yeah. of trash. There's only there's only one orange lightsaber. Oh, and I'm thinking yeah. of Lando. And it belongs to Cal Kestis because I was <laughs> when I was playing the game, he had an orange lightsaber. Uh. Oh yeah, so that'll be really good. There's also going to be a show called Rangers of the New Republic. So that's going to be pretty much a tie-in to all the events connecting Jedi to Force Awakens. Yeah. Um. They announced the uh, Cassian Andor series, but I'm not too excited about that. And then I read this comment on Twitter and they kind of this wasn't what I was thinking. But as soon as I read it, I'm like, maybe this is why I'm not excited for Cassian Andor series. The comment was there's no stakes involved because you already know how the character dies. And I was like, that's a really good point (laughs) because we've already seen the events of Rogue One. Yeah. So, yes, I'm sure there'll be some interesting stuff there, and it'll be cool to see some of those actors come back. But I'm just not that intrigued by Uh, it. But but Alan Tudyk is K250 again. Well, I said it'll be cool to see these guys again. But, I mean, yes, we understand this is pretty much a big deal of the Rebellion, where these characters, so I'm sure there's going to be a lot more, a lot of tie, probably a lot of tie-ins to Star Wars Rebels. But... I'm just not that sure about this one, but the one I am sure I'm going to watch excitedly is the Obi-Wan Kenobi series that we're finally getting. Yeah, Yeah, man. Yep. Yep. And they announced Hayden Christensen is going to be Vader in it. I love it. My first thought was, is he tall enough now? Like, (laughs) (laughs) can he, can he be that role? (laughs) It's going to be the show that probably like brings him back. Unless people know he's actually pretty good, or he was well, pretty good. If if you remember when they did Revenge of the Sith, he wasn't supposed to be in the Vader suit. They were going to get somebody else to do it, but he insisted, and they actually allowed it to happen. So he got to play Darth Vader for those few scenes that Darth Vader is in. So he's already done it. Okay, that's fair. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how he matches up when he actually confronts. But it's also been fifteen years since he's done it. <clears throat> True. It also works because this will help them age Ewan McGregor a bit because it's been so long. And he's been wanting to play the character so bad. When he visited the set of The Mandalorian, he found his old costume and put it on. Like, stuff like that makes me really excited to see Ewan McGregor come back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I think it's going to be great. And also, I I love the fact that they even said it's going to be a limited run series. And I'm like, well, that's the smartest thing they can do. Because that's something that you're only going to get about two seasons out of content-wise anyway. But yes, absolutely. Do that. Tell your story. Know how you're going to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And it'll probably be phenomenal. What's one of the... That's why he's here. 
one of the best aspects of the prequels was Ewan McGregor playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. Because he took the extra steps to to emulate Sir Alec Guinness's role. He took those extra steps, and I, I 100% admire that. What's the actor who played the young Han Solo in the Solo film? You mean the guy so bad they had to stop making the movie to teach him how to act? Yeah, him. What? He, uh, yeah, they had to stop making the movie because he was doing so bad. They had to teach him how to act. They, yeah, he was trying to just be Harrison Ford, and it wasn't working. So sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. It was Alden Ehrenreich. Thank you. Couldn't remember his name without actually looking it up, and I got the list in front of me. So, yes. Well, yeah, but it is what it is. But yes, the Obi-Wan show I'm really excited for. Uh, there's also going to be a Lando Calrissian show. Mm-hmm. Now, is it going to be Glover or Williams or both? They should Maybe. do it how I. Me- they should do it how I met your mother style with Lando telling the story, and it's Billy D. Williams. It's him telling his history to the girl from Last Jedi. Oh my god, yeah. that'd be fucking hilarious! <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be amazing. I'd be down with that. Yeah, I think it'd be. Yeah, if they if they just make that a straight comedy, that'd be fucking perfect. <laughs> Tie it in with the uh, uh, with Solo somehow. I don't with everything, right? Rebels. He's in the Rebels. Yeah. They'll, they they do tie him in quite a bit. Of course, the Bad Batch wasn't really a big announcement. We all knew the Bad Batch was coming. They did the, uh, the, the four-episode saga in the last season of Clone Wars with the Bad Batch. The four clone troopers who are all... Have almost unique abilities. And they're getting their own little spinoff series. And Echo joins them. Because now he's got a little bit of a, a power, too. So that'll probably be fun. I, I will be intrigued to see what happens when Order 66 comes through with the Bad Batch and what they do about it. Cause because I maybe like, their their ship is defective. Yeah, so it may not affect them at all. And they'll probably do what Captain Rex does and just... They'll it's, a couple, might... it's a couple friends and live in the desert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, Until Ezra shows up. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I'm at least that far into season two. Well, that's cool, because I'm not, but I, I know what happens, so. Uh, and I'm really intrigued by... <laughs> if you don't know what happens in Order 66, at this point, it's it's done. That's not even a spoiler at this point. <laughs> uh, I just got to ask both of your thoughts. I'm not supposed to be entertained by this. I'm supposed to be emotionally distraught over it, but... Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? And he just activates the lightsaber. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, that's there's so many memes about it that are hysterical. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's hilarious, honestly, but I have a dark sense of humor. Well, so do I. We you know that. Yeah. Sith. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Yet somehow Grogu got saved. Oh, that's because he was probably out there eating other people's children. Hmm. Well, then they- actually, I've actually seen some people say that there was something in one last bit of good in Anakin, and he didn't strike down the little baby that looked like Yoda, and he saved him somehow. I've heard Maybe that. we'll find out. I've also heard that he was hidden, and when the purge happened, they kept him hidden. And there's a fan theory about how 
that's why he still acts like a baby because he was hidden for so long that he didn't get a chance to develop cognitive human function because Yoda tr- was Yoda died at 900 years old but was training Jedi at 800 so there's a theory that even though he's 50 he's still he's still missing some of his own development and that he'll have he'll have that quick development I mean, he's 50 like, now right and so this is 50 years, this is five years after episode six, which is like five years after episode four, which is 30 years before episode three. Right. So yeah. in reality, he's probably, he probably was a baby. He was like he five been, or whatever. Yeah, right? Five or 10 years old at the time, which for his species is probably still pretty infantile. So yeah, if, if he was really hidden for that long, and kept that much of a secret, then yeah, he maybe nothing did happen. It's an interesting fan theory, but again, we're probably getting a little too far ahead of ourselves here. And I want to point out, all right, Eric, did you see, where are you on Mandalorian right now? I have not watched the last one. But do you saw last week's episode, the one we didn't talk about? Yes. Okay, so I'll go ahead and just say this now. I actually think the best thing that they did was not go into some detailed explanation for Boba Fett's survival. He just survived. Yeah. I don't think it was needed. And I don't think I, I don't think it hurt the episode at all. Because the focus was more on how he ties into the Mandalorian and the reveal that Django was actually a foundling, which is why he's not and he did fight in the Mandalorian war and everything. And we already know that bounty hunting is part of Mandalorian culture, so it it all made sense. And it even explains why he insisted on having a kid, because we, we know the connection between Mandalorian men and their children is one of the strongest bonds in the universe. Yeah. I true. think he survived because the crate dragon showed up. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that damn crate dragon. Because the crate dragon ate the Sarlacc. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Take the pit. And I'm going to bet that that's scary pit. place. Uh, they also have a series coming out called Star Wars Visions, which is going to be done in anime style. Yeah. Eric and I will enjoy that. You don't like anime, Star- Dan? Didn't we already establish that Dan's not a big anime guy? Did we have well, that? Like, I just, I just thought like he just hasn't seen a lot. I didn't realize he didn't like it. Like, I, so I, I don't I, find it aesthetically pleasing in most cases. Uh, okay. It is. It is. Yeah, that's what the story is going to be. Because um, like, you know, like Castlevania is anime style, but it's fucking Castlevania, so I watch that shit. It's also great. So, <laughs> so I, I guess mean, it I depends watch- what they explore in visions. I enjoyed Avatar: The Last Airbender. So, I mean, there's a lot of anime influence. The Boondocks is a good example. Oh, the Boondocks are fucking perfect. Love that show. <laughs> It's ridiculous, but it's hysterical. Yeah, right. Uh, I want to present to you my new song. It's called Don't Trust Them Over There. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say it. (laughs) Not going to say it. Just like, oh, don't trust those big nostrils over yonder. They'll suck up so much air, it'll make wonder. Uh, Fucking hysterical show. Also, among some of the Lucasfilm stuff, we're, we are getting the final Indiana Jones movie. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, 
I feel like they probably should have ended it a while ago, but thank God. Thank God it's happening now. (laughs) (laughs) At least end it, right? Now, since Harrison Ford successfully killed off Han Solo, do you think he's going to let Dr. Jones die, too? Child of Buff's going to kill him in the climax of the third third arc. Yeah. How, how very Shia LaBeouf of him. <laughs> well, he's an actual cannibal of Shia LaBeouf. I think it's going to be perfect if Shia LaBeouf's like, I, I know what I have to do, but I don't know how to, if I have the strength to do it. And then, and then fucking... <laughs> and then Harrison Ford just says, just do it. <laughs> and then he just whispers, thank you. And then there are two more movies with Karen Allen, and then he finally turns good after she dies. Oh, man. Because you're running for your life from Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> the best is when it cuts to him in the theater and he's just freaking clapping. His st- <laughs> That's like my favorite payoff. It's uh, ridiculous, but it's Shia LaBeouf. So. What a very interesting person. <laughs> I mean, that's still one of the greatest motivational videos ever made. Just yeah. do it. Well, apparently he's a piece of shit because he apparently... Uh... Was doing shit to Twigs, so... Latest accusations. He's always been a piece of shit. I think that's... None of that is actually news. He's always been a piece of shit, guys. Oh, come on, when he was Lewis Stevens, he was a piece of shit? Yeah. You know that that <laughs> show got cancelled because of an old Disney rule? What's about that? Not, not allowing more than, like, 66 episodes of a show. Because that's the amount of episodes they can show in like a like a week long, like marathon. Oh, marathon. Yeah, like a marathon of shows leading to something. Is that so, why they're killing Ducktales after three seasons? Oh, well, maybe. Oh God, are they? Is it? Yeah, yeah Ducktales is done. Ducktales is done, which is terrible because that show was great. That new Ducktales was so good, so entertaining. I'm not. I haven't even fully caught up on it yet, but I love it. It's so good. Uh, what do you guys think of the new Willow movie coming to Disney Plus, or is it a series? I think it's a series. So it's, I, it's I think it's a prequel series. I'm not gonna lie. I only heard a few of these things, and the the list that uh, I have in front of me, this is the first time that I'm seeing it, and I'm kind of excited for it. It sounds pretty cool. And we are getting two new Star Wars movies. We're getting Rogue Squadron, which is going to be awesome because I love me some fighter pilots. And Taika Waititi is finally getting his Star Wars feature coming. We don't know what it's going to be about yet, but I trust him. Because It's going to be about New Zealand vampires, but in space. Nice. I'd be all right with that. What we do in shadows in space. <laughs> I'd be okay with that because the, the dude is freaking brilliant. So that's most of what's coming to Lucasfilm. There's some other things here. Nothing that really intrigues me perfectly. I don't know what Children of Blood and Bone is, but I like the title. There is a book called that. So let's go through the um, Walt Disney Studios itself. Because we'll probably be talking about Marvel quite a bit here, so... Marvel will be the main event, brother. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2, which they've pretty much announced about five times at this point. So I don't know why people were flipping out about that. That's been on the bucket list for a while. But if you're a fan of Hocus Pocus, that'll be right up your alley. And if you're like me and you just don't uh, get it, 
then you'll just sit back and let everyone else be excited for it. Or will I? Mm. Nah, probably will. I'm, I'm pretty lazy. <laughs> go ahead, have go. your fun. Just leave me alone. <laughs> that's that's, we, not, we that's my general motto. Light the candle, right? So. Uh, we've known about this Jungle Cruise movie that's been coming out. The Rock's going to be in it. In fact, I got a... Let's 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 take a time travel. Let's time travel a little bit here. I do play New Horizons, but I don't time travel in it. So when I was doing my Disney College program, right, you you attend the little seminar that comes to your college. So me and my friend Tori, Tori, if you're listening to this, how you doing? I miss you. And we how live you doing, Coca Cola? Yeah, we live way too close. No one's going to get that on this show. We live way too close to each other. To not hang out anymore because she lives in Phoenixville, which is like an hour and a half from me. But uh, her and I both signed up to do the college program. We went to the seminar together and they were doing trivia. Right. And if you one year, if you got your question right, they gave you a little a little Disney character plastic statuette thing. Nothing special. Basically, the quality of something you get in a Happy Meal. But I, I want a goofy because I got this question right. What was the next Disney attraction that was being turned into a major motion picture? And I guessed the Jungle Cruise and I won my little tchotchke. Let's time date this now. That was back in 2008. So the Jungle Cruise movie has been coming for at least 12 years. So this better be freaking amazing. <laughs> I wonder what took so long. Uh, Can you imagine if it was? I I will give them props if it was all filmed at the Jungle Cruise and they just did it while the park was closed. So it's just a nighttime thing, just nighttime shots, or even if they have daytime, it's all done artificially with lights and shit. When do you think we're gonna get the backside of water joke? <laughs> Immediately, you know it's gonna be in there. The opening is gonna be an intro of a camera on the backside of a fucking waterfall. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> It's like a butt. Freaking Jungle Cruise. Um, We're getting a live action Lion King prequel. To pass on live action everything Disney. Well, I'm going to pass on that one. I don't like any of the live action stuff. I feel like it's just like, especially like the animal ones. It's like it's still animated. So fuck off. Like, (laughs) for real. Yeah. You didn't hire a lion, okay? That lion's not you speaking. Teach You're not fooling anybody. You had to do to Elden Ehrenhardt. <laughs> I didn't mind the Beauty and the Beast live action one. I thought that was cool to as like a visual movie. But, but hire an actual beast? It didn't do anything special. I did really like the live action Aladdin. I'll say that. I actually really enjoyed that. But yeah, a lot of the other stuff they've done... Not feeling it, and they're pretty much doing everything. So, yeah. this is like a prequel. So, is this gonna be like Scar and Mufasa's kids? I guess so. Someone had Scar's kids and didn't throw it off the cliff. <laughs> 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 Too soon? No. Okay. You know, you you find out how he got his scar. Okay. <laughs> it was an accident. Cats have claws. Eating, if you haven't figured it out, pineapple. <laughs> now you know it's going to be. It's going to reveal it's not actually his real name, and that they just call him Scar because he has the scar, and they were supposed to feel sympathy for him. And Scar is actually one of the better done Disney villains. 
because he actually gets a kill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. He's yeah. He's one of the more success, uh, successful ones. Yeah, Jafar. And other will did you kill anything? Kill. I mean, he got the assist at best. I mean, Jafar can't kill. That's part of his deal. Oh no! Once he becomes a genie, he can't. But he, correct. He could have. He could have got on a murderous rampage to to ascend to the throne, but he sure as hell didn't. Could you imagine finding an actual genie in a bottle and it's fucking Jafar? <laughs> well, guess what, pal? I uh, I own your ass. So it's sort of that one guy, that poor guy. <laughs> Never make a third wish. Just to keep Jason that. Alexander. Yeah. Poor Jason Alexander. By the way, I love the names that they would give some of those, some of those characters. Like his name was like Abysmal. Get it? Because he's abysmal. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was funny. You mean like diagonally and nocturnally? Yeah. But you don't really think about it. I mean, Vader means father. Does it? It does. Who's your daddy? All right. What else we got? Walt Disney Studios. That's intriguing. Uh, This one, I actually will be intrigued to see. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, a live action hybrid, which means we'll get the animated Chippendale interacting with real people. Oh, is that how they're doing it? Okay. Well, I love me some Rescue Rangers, so... Some, like, Mary Poppins-style shit? No, it's probably going to be CGI. Is Gadget going to be hot? I hope not. (laughs) Because, yeah, let's not. Let's not do that. I'm looking at some of these things, and I'm just like, Pinocchio, didn't they already do Pinocchio? (laughs) Yeah, we got to do a live-action version, of course. Uh, Well, I remember they did the uh, the Geppetto movie, TV movie, with... uh, uh, what's his face? Did they uh, do a Geppetto TV movie? I don't. Yeah, they did a Geppetto TV movie, but like twenty years ago, um, with uh, Drew Carey as Geppetto. Oh God! Oh hey, I, I gotta look this up now. Drew Carey. Yep. That's awesome. It was like twenty years ago. <laughs> Peter Pan and Wendy. Why does that sound like a fucking love story? Because it's gonna be. <sighs> no. But I, I've never grown up, so we're sexualizing children now. Cool. Let's pass on that one. <laughs> Live action Little Mermaid might not be bad. They could probably do a bit with that. They need to make a castle in the shape of a giant dick, though. <laughs> Well, obviously. <laughs> if they want to be accurate. Geppetto started Drew Carey, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, Sp- Brett Spiner, Renee Aubergenois, and Ursher. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. That sounds awful. Ursher. Mm, now I have less of, like, I know. I'm not going to see it. <laughs> Well, it was in 2000. Most of Disney's good announcements came from their animation studio because we are getting we're getting Raya and the Last Dragon, which will be your next Disney animated feature. It'll be simultaneously on in theaters and the if you want to give us 30 more dollars. Yeah, but 
it'll be on the internet, which is all I need to know to watch it. Well, by now, Mulan's the live action Mulan is free now at this point. So yeah, and I've heard it's not. Good. I've heard it's not good. Months. So I've heard it's not good. Encanto, that'll be their one after that. So we're getting two in 2021. We're getting a Baymax series. Which is weird because we already had a Big Hero 6 series. So We did, yes. They, but I'm okay with that because I like the superhero stuff. And I really liked Big Hero 6. I thought that was a very, very criminally underrated, under-the-radar movie for what it, it was. I Yeah, it should have won movie of the year. Well, the the problem there was it came out with Frozen. <laughs> it came out after the Frozen hype was ridiculous. So people were still riding that Frozen. People are still riding the Frozen train. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess you know musicals are that big. I'm not a big fan of musicals, to be honest. But but I like how they would switch it up, right? Because that year we got. In uh, 2016, we got Zootopia and Moana, which were both incredible films, two of my absolute favorite Disney movies. But they were different. Zootopia was a story. Moana took the musical route. And I like that you got almost a choice between them. And they were both really good for different reasons. Speaking of Zootopia. And Moana. (laughs) And Moana. Both of them are getting series. But Zootopia is a short form, so I'm guessing it's more like a Looney Tunes show, which is good because there's a ton of interesting characters in Zootopia that you could give five-minute shorts a few times during a season. So <laughs> One episode is dedicated to the DMV, and it's just him hitting enter. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch six, ep- six minutes of him doing that. Six minutes of him just fucking with one customer? When he's not fucking with them at all, he's just being himself? Uh Dude, is that one of the best payoffs to any joke in a Disney movie is when they pull over the speeder at the end of the movie and you find out who the driver is? Oh, yeah, that, that's right. That was one of my favorite payoffs when the window rolls down and he just goes, it's Flash, 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 100-yard dash. And he just makes that sly face because he thinks he's going to get out of a ticket. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was, again, a great payoff. And Tiana's getting a series which will be based off of Princess and the Frog. Again, a very interesting movie that deserves way more attention than it got because it was the last cell animated Disney movie and it was friggin' awesome. Is it be her running her restaurant? Um, I'm sure that'll probably be part of it. But they'll with I'm sure there'll be <laughs> other stories here. She'll probably go back into frog form at some point. The series involves her getting a business chain, and so it's now more than just the one restaurant. It's now franchised. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then she got a new head chef. His name is Emerald. <laughs> oh, God. Make, make the whole thing about capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Emerald Lagasse shows up to be the head chef of the, of the new restaurant. Or it'll be Linguini from Ratatouille. Uh, they could do all kinds. Of, they could even tie it into the original Rescuers, because that took place in the Louisiana Bayou. Yeah. They could. They could have a lot of tie-ins there. By the way, that's a that's a, that's another one that doesn't get enough credit because when it comes to your villains in Disney, one of the big things we've been having are the twist villains, right? And I don't mind a good twist villain, especially if I don't see the twist coming. But that usually means the character themselves aren't as interesting as a villain because they don't spend the whole movie being a villain. 
from the first time you see Keith David's character, you know he's the villain right away. As soon as That's you see a villain man, he's a shit. With his shadow acting independently, you're like, yup, we know what that's going to be. And then as soon as he talks for the first time, I'm like, holy shit, that's Keith David. I was invested immediately. I love I love that they used him as the voodoo man, Dr. Facilier. <clears throat> we also got a good list of Pixar stuff coming out. Uh, Pixar Soul will be released on Christmas Day. And as well as their uh, their spark shorts called Burrow. And if I know anything about Pixar movies lately, it's that they are all quality. The worst Pixar movie, which I still maintain <laughs> is Cars 2, is still a good movie. There's, I'm sorry. You said I knew you were going towards Cars, and that was the next thing that I read on the list. It's just a Cars series. I was like, yeah. oh, Jesus. Here we go. Here we go again. Yeah. Cars 2 – well, I have not seen every Pixar movie. I still have not seen The Good Dinosaur, which I've heard is lower tier. Um, and that's a, that's a Chris ranks the universe I'm going to do are all the Pixar movies. Maybe after I see soul, um, I'll watch good dinosaur. Maybe I'll do that during my Christmas break. And then I'll start preparing my list because my list hasn't really changed. Um, did you, either of you guys see onward? Yes. No. Did you like onward? I did. I really did. did. You, did you. Once again, subscribe to the theory that Pixar absolutely loves to make grown adults fucking ball hysterically. Yeah. Yeah. Because holy shit, dude. I won't spoil it for Dan, but holy shit, dude. It Well, it, the, the thing is, right, like nothing super tragic happens. Like you get the story. Right? Yeah. They, they tell you what happened, but not, you don't actually see it. The basic idea right, is that their father dies. It's really yeah. Epic. You're not right. That's the the guy that you see in the in the trailer who's walking around with just half a body is their dad. Yeah, and like <laughs> they ah oh man, I, yeah, you really can't say anything without ruining the fucking movie. But, but like that, at the that, end, end when that happens, oh, uh, it's such a dagger to the heart. But it's like, but it's a feel good dagger too. Ah, dude, yeah. with, with all of Pixar's. Like, like I knew it was happening too. I knew it was happening, and I was just like, "Nope, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen." And it fucking happened. I'm like, "You sons of bitches, where's the fucking yep. tissues?" <laughs> yep. God damn it, Pixar. <laughs> yeah. Why every time? Why? I mean, I will say this though: Toy Story four didn't get me the way Toy Story three did. Oh, but Toy that's Story because three, man. Toy Story three just friggin' wrecked. It, it was just. It wasn't even the fact that they were about to get destroyed. It's just they gave up hope. They literally gave up hope. That's another That's another great Big Bang Theory joke when they're at the funeral. And Penny's like, I, I feel like I want to cry, but I just can't do it. She goes, Leonard, you start because you're a big crybaby. He's like, I am not. She goes, uh, Toy Story 3. And Leonard's like, the toys were holding hands in a furnace. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, the dark side of me wanted the movie to end there just to end the series because I didn't want them to make any more. I would have been perfectly happy with all the toys being And then they did. (laughs) (laughs) Toy Story 4 is a fun movie, but it doesn't have the same heart and soul. Toy Story 3 worked as a trilogy. Like, Toy Story works as a trilogy because you get the origin story with the, uh, the first dynamic 
Now they're buds, and now we're tackling something different. We learn about Woody, right? And then Toy Story 3 is the natural progression. Andy's grown up. What happens to the toys? That was the natural progression of the story. And I actually think the best thing they did was they started doing those little short films with the Toy Story characters, and some of them were really good. Like they did Toy Story of Terror for their little Halloween special where the toys get stolen in the motel because they realize something's something's valuable. Like the the guy steals her toys while they're sleeping in the motel, which is like such a scummy thing, too. And the best is uh, Timothy Dalton's character, Mr. Pricklepants, is just doing like the super dramatic narration the whole time. This is the part of the movie where one of us doesn't make it out alive. Like, I thought that was so great. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, they did a great job with that. Um, I'll say this about the Cars series. I like the first movie and I do like the third movie. I think they work really well together because it's another one of the natural progression stories. The first one is Lightning McQueen's the, the young rookie hotshot who has to learn a life lesson. And then the third one is now he's the grizzled veteran who has to make way for the next generation. Those work off each other. But because Cars was such a cash cow with merchandising, they made that Cars too, so they could just have Mater merchandise. Speaking of Mater, um, what's Larry the Cable Guy even doing these days other than playing Toe Mater? I don't know. I don't think he has to do anything I anymore. I don't I think, think he, he just... does stand up anymore. <clears throat> I'm still hung up on the whole villains thing uh, and the whole twist ending or twist. No, the whole twist villains or whatever. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like my favorite villain that that's popped up that I knew instantly the moment I saw him. I was just like, he's going to be a badass fucking villain. And I think I narrowed it down to Killmonger um, when Michael B. Jordan. First showed up. The, oh, in the, in the museum? In yeah. the museum. I was just like, this is going to be a badass motherfucker. Oh, this guy is going to be doing some shit real soon. <laughs> <laughs> you got, don't take your eye off him, because if you do, that's when all the good stuff happens. Like, oh, when yeah. the, like when the Yakuza's fighting the Italian mafia on the Simpsons in, in the Simpsons' front yard. And Marge is like, Homer, we better go inside. He's like, but look, that little guy hasn't done anything yet. And you know when he does, it's going to be good. And as soon as the front door shuts behind him, you just hear the guy start screaming and people getting beaten up. And Homer's like, oh, man. Because <laughs> you uh, just know what's going to happen is going to be good. Yeah. When it comes to twist villains, um, as far as like Disney stuff goes. So I knew that King Candy was going to be the villain. Ultimately, what I wasn't counting on was the actual twist of his true identity. That one actually tr- fooled me, and I, I thought that was a brilliant reveal. Wait, who was I rem- talking about again? King Candy from Wreck It Ralph. Oh, okay, yeah. And I know you saw that because we saw yep. that together. Yep, yep. Big group of us went. Me and my wife, you and Rebecca, Katie and Jessica were there too. Hi, oh, Katie man. and Jessica. Hey, I think Still Jessica best just had a baby. Jessica did just have a baby. Oh, congrats. And uh, Katie's got some feedback for our show we're going to get to when we get to our little Christmas segment coming up after oh, this. Oh, I'm sorry, Katie. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm going to be the one that's sorry. 
Trust uh, me. Uh oh. Trust okay. me. Trust me. <laughs> that's your that's your hype. Nobody fast forward the damn show to, to get to the part. <laughs> Katie, you better still be with us right now. <laughs> By the way, I actually when I first saw they were gonna do a Buzz Lightyear origin story, at first I was like, eh, but then I'm like, no, that's actually pretty cool because it's not gonna be the toy, obviously. It's gonna be the Space Ranger story. And I know but they there did was already a cartoon. 20 years ago. Yeah, with Patrick Warburton as Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> but still, intrigued by this. So Pixar's got some good stuff coming out, too. Even shorts based on Doug from Up. Because, you know, he was a super popular character. But yeah, the Cars series is definitely a cash cow thing. But like I said, the thing with Pixar is even though Cars 2 is not a good movie in Pixar standards at all, because it has... It's just an excuse to to focus on Mater and do a little spy drama. It's still not a bad movie. It's not a great movie, but... Because, I mean, look at the quality of things that Pixar has come up with from The Incredibles and WALL-E and then Cars 2. Just doesn't fit. You know what I would actually like to see Pixar do? Because... I, lo- I love the Merida character, but Brave itself overall is not a great movie. It's bottom tier Pixar. But I think I want to see more Merida. Like, I want to see another Merida story. Just not, you know. I, yeah, I haven't seen Brave at all. It's, um, my, my thing is it's not really a movie for us being, uh, being males. It's it's a definitely a mother daughter story. And if you can watch it with that mindset, I think you'll find a pretty cool movie, but it's not a relatable movie to people like us, which, again, it's not supposed to be. So I understand that and I'm not using that against it. But the people I know who really loved Brave connected with the mother daughter bond aspect of it. Again, we won't connect with that but I can still appreciate it. That's fair. Better than- <clears throat> All right, guys. Yeah, it's, it's fair. I think this is, this is the fucking, uh, as, as a, a, a very famous manager of ours used to say, this is the meat and potatoes of it right here. <laughs> <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Okay. So I'm be not being the, the Marvel knowledgeable guy. Like you guys are, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'll lead the list. I'll talk about the thing. I'll mention what the thing is, and then you guys can give your thoughts, and we'll we'll go from there, especially if there's going to be history on it. But let's start with what we're getting first. WandaVision. Hell yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited for all of these. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, WandaVision is supposedly about how she's dealing with the fact that Vision is dead still, and that there's going to be other people manipulating her. And that's why... That's why she moves through sitcom history. It's going to be freaking great, I think. Oh, that's going to be awesome. And that's so in a month from almost exactly today because it's on January 15th. A month from your birthday. Yes, a month from my birthday. A 31-day month because this month is 31 days. But, yeah. Right. But <laughs> so is January. Yes, it does. But yes, WandaVision looks great. I feel like that's going to be a show that's going to hit you emotionally and also comically. It's going to make you laugh and cry pretty hard. 
Like I think it's going to be a lot of ha ha's the first few episodes, and by the end, you're going to be depressed. <laughs> Maybe you're going to you're going <laughs> like to be in a glass. glass. <laughs> yeah, like Futurama. <laughs> oh man, it's Futurama. Getting God glass damn. case of emotion. Yes. Yes, glass case of emotion. Uh, thoughts on Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yes. I mean, <laughs> I'm not looking for anything in that. I just want it to be a good time. It's a it's a continuation of the events, the fallout of Endgame, because we all know Cap is gone now. So, wait, I what? love this. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I love the story of how they were going to do the passing the passing of the torch, and Chris Evans insisted on being the one to do it, and then every, they all just cried together. Because he didn't realize he was going to become the new Captain America. Like, nobody clued Anthony Mackie in. Chris Evans was just like, how do you feel about this? And hands him the shield. He's like, are you serious? And then he just, like, immediately broke down into emotions. God. That'll be that'll be great. I know, right? A Loki series. We've been talking about yes. this for a while. I, I- <laughs> I've been waiting for this. Oh, yeah. Falcon Loki. Winter Soldier has a date. It's March 19th, so. Okay. Loki, villain, or hero? Because in my book, hero. It's both. 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 He's a tweener. He's an in-betweener. <laughs> he's a big show. He'll uh, flip back and forth multiple times in one movie. Yeah, he's he, both babyface and heel. <laughs> Loki. Uh, Loki does whatever the hell he wants. Loki's He'll also fake heel turn just to be a babyface even more. Like in Thor 2. You know, but that's that's what makes the character work so well. Because you don't know what all of his... You you don't always know what his motives are. And then when you do know what his motives are, you don't know what length he'll go to to achieve these <laughs> goals. But all we know is he's gone and he has the Tesseract. So. That's true. Because, yeah, because he's still... Because he steals it in Endgame while they do the thing where they go back to Avengers 1. America's ass. See, yeah. I've had this 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 conversation with people before, and everybody's just like, "Oh no, that's not that's not how it works." Because they go back and put everything back to normal, and like, no, they go back to the time where they took it and put it back. But Loki steals it later. Yeah. So there's there's well, a that, different they, timeline. Well, they even confirmed that Loki opens up a whole new timeline when he gets the Tesseract. So that's where, where I think the series takes place is in that timeline because he's dead in the regular timeline, right? He, he dies he? before the, No, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. He <laughs> dies before the freaking title for Infinity War. Yeah, everybody that died in Infinity War before the snap does, isn't hasn't come back. Correct. That's that's why Vision's gone. That's why Nat's gone. They they, they can they confirm that at the end that the only people they were able to bring back were the the victims of the snap, not cuz didn't it didn't uh doesn't Hulk say that too? Doesn't he? Doesn't he tell Hawkeye? I tried, I tried to bring her back. Yeah, but I think it's because he was u- She was used for one of the Infinity Stones, so he couldn't. Right? That was a yeah. uh, as as to quote to quote the Doctor. It's a fixed point in time now. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, uh, the real MVP of that entire fucking like movie franchise is Doctor Strange, though. Yeah, if you really, if you really think about it, 
and and the real enemy of that entire fucking thing is fucking Star Lord. Star Lord. <laughs> Star Lord. What the fuck, you piece of shit? Star. It, it's it's all Star. That's why I was kind of glad he was one of the snap victims because <laughs> he earned that. Yeah. This is like, all right. That. Goodbye. Go do your Jurassic Park thing. We don't need you here. <laughs> Freaking. <laughs> Chris Pratt, are you just the Jar Jar of the Marvel Universe? Can you just ruin everything? He really is. <laughs> Dude, he 100% Andy Dwyer that situation. <laughs> God damn it, Chris Pratt. God damn it. Did you see uh I can only imagine the director going up to him. He's like, no, 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 no. Cut, cut, cut. All right. What I really need you to do, I don't need you to be Star-Lord here. I need you to be Andy. Can you do that for me? <laughs> like, what do you mean? I know you know what I mean. Be Andy. <laughs> and then be they shot Andy. the rest of the fucking film. <laughs> Perfect direction. Pretty much, yeah. What do you guys think of the What If Marvel series? I know it's going to be an animated series. It's not going to be was one of the ones they originally announced a year ago. I love it. And that trailer had me geeking out like crazy. Yeah, so they're just going to be like, yeah, what if uh, Peggy got the Super Soldier Series and she became Captain America? And here's a 10-minute cartoon of what would happen if that happened. Right? But they're using but they're using the Watcher as like the, the narrator, so it'll actually still make sense. Best to postulate. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely love it. We know we're getting the Ms. Marvel series. Yes. That should be very good. Uh, who's playing Ms. Marvel? In this one, I, I don't, they I don't announced know. it. They announced it, but I don't remember. Okay. There's a name I didn't recognize, but but they're gonna make a new star out of this person for sure. Oh, I know that there's like some white woman playing one of the side characters. Everyone's pissed about that, right? Iman uh, uh, Vellani is Miss Marvel. Okay, okay, doesn't ring a bell. Never mind. Yeah, I so uh, again. Kamala Khan. Reading this list, holy shit, man. Hawkeye. Yep. That's what I've been looking forward to. Yeah. I want to see Haley Steinfeld as uh, um, Kate. I want to see, and I know this is fucking terrible. I want to see what he does from the moment his family gets snapped. Oh, my God. Yeah. To the moment he gets found. Because he he snaps. Because he goes apeshit. (laughs) He goes and murders crime bosses, dude. I want to see. He that. was working on the Yakuza when they find him, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, you, you shouldn't have lived through the step, so I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? You know what? You just reminded me of. That's another thing about about uh, Hulk bringing everybody back. Was Tony Stark insists that everything that happened before this stays the same because he had his daughter. Yeah. So that that explains why. Nat, that's another reason why Nat couldn't have come back. Yeah, I know she's tied in with the with the stone and everything, but still, that's that's another reason she couldn't have come back because that wouldn't have worked for the plan. It had to just be who who got eliminated during the snap. Yeah, Hawkeye, that should be fun. So <laughs> I got a side Hawkeye story here. When we went to uh, we went to Disney last year, I was meeting Dan and our other podcast co-host Glenn for for dinner on the drive back up. We were going to cut through Charlotte. And they both live there. So I was like, cool, let's let's all meet up and have dinner together. And I wanted to get them little souvenirs from Disney. So I asked everybody what their favorite Disney character was so I could find a souvenir related to that character. Well, Dan's answer was Hawkeye. 
And I was like, okay, cool. Let's find some Hawkeye stuff. Let me tell you what Disney has none of. Hawkeye stuff? <laughs> no Hawkeye stuff. We were in the Christmas ornament store. I was looking at every single Marvel thing. No Hawkeye. No Hawkeye ornaments. There's Iron Man and Cap and Hulk. No Hawkeye. You know, I he's the went... most important character in two of the movies. Dude, I went in the friggin' Marvel store, right? Like the actual Marvel store they have at Disney Springs. I'm like, okay, let's see if they got something Hawkeye in here. And like, other than like Hawkeye's bow, like a toy of the bow, they don't have anything Hawkeye. In the Marvel store. <laughs> like, not even, like, a shirt with a freaking arrow on it. Like, jeez. They had nothing. <laughs> you should have bought an Avengers shirt and just circled Hawkeye in the background. Oh, there. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I should have. <laughs> <laughs> what he got me was the Oogie Boogie ornament, which fucking rules, though, so. Well, I, I, I always put it in a spot yeah. where it's just like, turn around the corner of my hall. And the and the trees right there, I can see Oogie Boogie like right away. That's awesome. Well, the other character you you liked is Doctor Teeth, and I uh, went they to the don't, store they and they hate muffins. <laughs> not I'm uh, not animal. <laughs> Just yeah. fuck the rest of Electric Mayhem. <laughs> yeah, Floyd Dr. Janice, who cares about them? Doctor Teeth. He's the he's it's his band though. Yeah, it's Doctor Teeth and <laughs> Electric <laughs> Mayhem. <laughs> but nope, we, all we focus on is the damn drummer. It's like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. All we know is Flea. Nobody cares about the other band members. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, God damn it. Yeah, that was that was fun. But yeah, but then I was like, I was like, well, I, I'm still going to get Dan something that I know he'll like. And I'm like, oh, I saw the Oogie Boogie ornament. I'm like, that's it. That's the winner right there. I mean, it's still a, a freaking cool ornament, it's but so I was just... Crazy. You're like, is this glow-in-the-dark? It's not, but it's like, it's that kind of... But it looks like it could be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Freaking Hawkeye. <laughs> Come on, oh, people. So, Hawkeye and I are not on good terms right now, just because <laughs> of that. Uh, all right, She-Hulk. Let's talk about She-Hulk. Do they... Are, is live action? TV yes. series, series. I feel like, at, at least for the Hulk and She Hulk, that it should be an animated series. And, and here's one like, animated it's just, Marvel stuff. Yeah, but like, it's really hard to do Hulk live action. We, I think we we've gotten to the point where how many failed Hulk movies and shows have come on at this point? Just fucking do it animated. But you know what? If they're going to do it live and, and make it work, this is the platform I would trust it on the most. That's true. I mean, she hopes good because there's the whole secondary side of her. Yeah. That uh, that works. But because uh, she is she's green all the time. But she looks like a normal human when she's not in Hulk form. But she's green still. <laughs> yeah. She's a lawyer like daredevil is hmm. we're gonna be t we'll be talking about him in a little bit what is he down on the list i don't, I don't uh he's it. he's come oh don't worry he's coming up okay uh i what do you what can you guys tell me about moon knight it depends what version they go for moon knight is a guy who depending upon what who's writing 
is either crazy or actually has been uh, invaded by a spirit of Egyptian vengeance, like the Egyptian god of vengeance. That's awesome. Or something along that line, like vengeance, uh, justice, you know, like one of those. Khonshu, his name. Didn't he get like, um, what's his name? Or he might just be crazy. You know, <laughs> like that, like that's the way they go with Moon Knight. So, does he actually have the spirit of Kanchu in him, or is he just crazy? And he's fucking badass. Great martial artist could use any weapon. He's freaking crazy. He wears all white usually. Comes off Batmanish because he uses gadgets like Batman. Yeah, that was that was pretty much like what I was gonna say. It's just like he's like the. Uh... <laughs> I know a lot of people say Iron Man is like Marvel's Batman, but I think Moonlight's probably uh, Moon Knight is probably closer as far as like fighting and, and stuff like that. Yeah. What about money? Does he have money? <laughs> no, nah. I mean, okay. it depends if he takes it from somebody. <laughs> okay. Wait, he's a he's a kind of an anti-hero. Do whatever he yeah. feels necessary he's, to do. Will of Conchu. He yeah. He's an anti-hero for sure. Got success there, what with Punisher and Wolverine and everything. So, yeah, I, I think they're probably gonna do it like a double. Like he's gonna actually be, Conchu's gonna actually be in him, but most people are gonna think he's just crazy. It'd be fun. All right, uh, we have a series called Secret Invasion. Yeah, I'm surprised it's gonna be a series and not like the two-parter that and the next series of Marvel movies. Because it's that big of a story. I actually don't know this one. Well, Secret Invasion is almost everybody is actually a scroll. Oh. They have okay. been secretly invading all of Earth for a long time, and it's finally found out. And you gotta fight all the scroll. So it's stuff like the president, presidents, and prime ministers, and people in power. Like, half of them are scrolling now. And you're going to realize that a couple of the heroes were going to have been scroll for a little bit. Stuff like that. That's going to be cool. And it's going to be a series. I thought the scrolls were, like, kind of good. I guess not all of them. I guess it it is a society, so you can't expect them all to be good. Are are all of them good? Something about the war. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> uh, we have a series called Iron Heart. Yeah, it's about Riri. This little this young black girl uh, uh, learns Tony Stark's secrets and starts making her own stuff. We do know we're getting a Guardians Volume Three. Yes, but we didn't realize we're going to get a holiday special. <laughs> That's going to be funny as hell. It's just going to be them. Dealing with Life Day. <laughs> yes, exactly. Trying to get, they're going to try be trying to get Groot home to, for Life Day. <laughs> oh, yeah, isn't, and then the I Am Groot, it's going to be a series of shorts, but it's supposed to be Baby Groot the entire time. I love it. I, I absolutely I, love it. You know what I just pictured <laughs> in my head? Like Wally type of shorts where all he can say is, I like, uh, you know how uh, Wally can all, all he can say is yeah. Wally? It's just Groot saying, I am Groot, doing certain things. And yet, somehow, you'll still understand him. Yeah, it'll make it even better. 
<laughs> yes, please use knives. I am Groot. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you for your uh, your contribution there. Black Widow has officially been pushed back to May seventh. So it's more than a year past its it's, it's original release date. Well, I mean, can't blame them. I'm trying to figure out. Like, I know this is supposed to be before. I think this it's while she's in exile. Yeah, it takes place between the events of Civil War and and yeah. Infinity War. You know what I would have loved to see from this movie in particular, if they're if they were going to do make a Black Widow movie, what they should have done was make a separate timeline after Loki, where they're going in to the Soul Stone to get her out and trade her life with for somebody else or something something along that lines <clears throat> okay but hey you know whatever well there's still plenty of time for more shit to come out all right so let's take a look at our theatrical release schedule here uh for july 9th we have shang chi and the legend of the ten rings i'm just gonna bring us an actual mandarin yes <laughs> Not, what are you talking about? We already had one. Did we? <laughs> no. No, we did not. Okay. Oh, let's let's move on. Uh we we know we've already known about Eternals. We'll get that November 5th. So that we'll get three Marvel movies next year and then in 2022 like, we'll get the next Doctor oh, Strange. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness from March 25th. That it's the um, Sam Raimi directed. Yes. Which is going to set up the events of Spider-Man 3. Which is going to involve Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Charlie Cox. Eric, are you, okay? are you going to be able to handle that? I, I mean, wow, that's a lot going on. Is this like a multiverse thing? We'll be there as Doc Ock. Yep, Doc Ock. That's going to be crazy. I can't wait. Everybody. And Tom Holland will know nothing of the plot because... <laughs> because Tom <laughs> Holland is Tom Holland. <laughs> the good thing about him being Nathan Drake is he can't really spoil much. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think for, uh, for Tom Holland, all of his scripts should say is, you're going to a wedding. <laughs> just swap out everything on the set there you go this is the actual script for this scene only let's move you know what i love about that scene though they called it one of the most expensive shots in cinema history because of all the people they had to get for it because it's pretty much everybody just about every single person is there they, that was the big joke. Was that it was basically a, uh, a super expensive shot to be there that day. To be there that day to shoot that scene, and Damn. they did. Yeah. Uh good old Thor: Love and Thunder. Can't wait for that. We'll get that on May sixth. They, they've already said that the Guardians will be in at least part of it. Same with Thor being at least part of Guardians three. Yes. I'm thinking what's going to happen is they're going to be together for like Act one. 
something will happen and they will diverge past <laughs> and then that will be and then like the same thing will happen in like Thor Love and Thunder is they will be together for a while and then they'll both diverge paths and do their movie. Yeah. It'd be interesting if the first 20 minutes is exactly the same. That would be really funny, actually. It'd be <laughs> just slightly told from a different point of view. It's just slightly different. Maybe a slightly different color palette because the Thor color palette is different now. Uh, there's two movies on this list that I am quite curious on how they're going to do these. Okay. We have Black Panther 2 for July 8th. And they are not recasting, so there just won't be a T'Challa. It'll probably be them dealing with the king being dead again. Probably. Uh, We have a Blade movie coming out. That's the one that will be interesting for me. There's someone with Maha Shali. How do you pronounce it? I would always say Mahabali Shara, but that is not correct. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Uh, do I, I'm I'm very interested to see how they're going to tie that into the universe, or if they're even trying like to. Maher Shali. I'm on. Maher Shala Ali. Yeah, Maher Because I feel like good. now there's a lot of the shit going on, right? Like, not only uh, is there like aliens and stuff but now you're gonna tell people oh yeah there's vampires too which i guess you know it is what it is but like it's gonna be very difficult i mean sony has the morbius movie yeah but here's the thing after everything that we've seen after everything these people have seen and that just to discover that vampires exist they should just be like okay yeah that's true (laughs) they're just like I'm a vampire. That doesn't surprise you. Like, bitch, no, I got a fucking alien gun. Nothing surprises me anymore. <laughs> time travel and shape-shifting aliens, buddy. <laughs> Good luck with your fancy teeth. <laughs> Just move, <laughs> walk away. <laughs> oh. Wait, are they vampires or meth heads? Because their teeth are messed up. And they have the same same amount of power. They're they're not like mutually. (laughs) They're not mutually exclusive, so they could be (laughs) vampire meth heads for all we know. Oh yeah, like in that scene in uh, what we do in the shadows. I think it's the TV show though, where he's like, "We drank the blood of some people, but they were on drugs, and now I'm a wizard." (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and he's got a road cone on his head. <laughs> oh, uh, Ca- Captain Marvel 2, November the 11th, 2022. Yeah. And it's probably going to have Miss Marvel in it for at least a little bit. Probably. So. Uh, and then Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Quantumania! If there's anybody that sums me up in the Marvel universe, it's fucking Ant Man. Or just Paul Rudd in general. But <laughs> that's um, another that's another great thing when they're just like when when he shows up as Bobby Newport and he's just Paul Rudd because that's the role that he's the best at. Just Paul Rudd, just slightly dumber. <laughs> I just, I really just want. Oh man, they should have had uh, what's his name, Lewis, do the recap on all the shit yes. that happened. Yeah, I would have. He should have done the recap in Endgame. And this girl was fine. I mean, like, stupid fine. 
My favorite thing is that the whole ending of the first Ant Man, he's trying to set up for uh, for Civil War, and it's just like, yeah. And then what did you say? I said yes. <laughs> uh, so great. You know, the, so the, the funny thing is, right, like, I have relatives who speak like that, and I know people who speak like that. I'm pretty sure, um, oh, man, what, what was his name from Inno? I think you were there still. Ah, oh, fuck it. I can't remember it. R.I.P. Interventions. There, yeah, there were, there was somebody there that was, that literally spoke just like that. He also liked to talk in third person. Oh shit! Yeah, Don't. people who talk about their not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, don't know who this was. I didn't know the Rock worked there. <laughs> yeah, he well, actually spoke I like the Rock. Actually, now I think about it, the when he was speaking in third person, he didn't do it a lot, but he did it enough. Did it enough that you remember it? It was because it's one of those things that you can't you can't forget once somebody does that. The moment somebody starts talking in third person, you're just like, yup, I'm going to remember you for a long time, and you're not invited to my house. <laughs> like, oh, I don't think I can trust anybody who's who speaks in third person. That's another thing. C- can we just talk about how that rat in Endgame is the biggest hero in the Marvel Universe? Yo, We're for real, right? The button to bring him back, yeah. <laughs> just like, can, can we go to Doctor Strange and like, okay, okay, alright. So, you mean to tell me that your plan relied on a rat pressing <laughs> a button. <laughs> it's not my plan. It's the only one way in which we win. <laughs> uh. I also love when people get mad at Doctor Strange. They're like, why didn't he at least tell Tony? What the plan involved? If he told him, he would just be like adhering to the plan, right? Then he wouldn't have had the kid. And right. he probably wouldn't even gotten married. Like, holy shit, dude. He would have just been researching the freaking path that makes time travel possible. I like I love I love the realization on Tony's face when he realizes he's what he has to do. And then he looks over at Doctor Strange like, you son of a bitch. And he nods, he goes like, Yup, this is it. And he just does the one finger. He's like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> you set me up to die. <laughs> but he does it. Yeah. Tony Stark becomes the biggest hero. And I think the best part about that was that he got to live a normal life for a while. Yeah. Five years-ish. Uh, when he friggin' when he realizes that he can connect the quantum tunnels and he just has that moment of realization, shit! And then his daughter's <laughs> just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Shit! No, 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 <laughs> no. We don't say that. <laughs> We don't do that here. <laughs> yep. All oh, right. Man. So we talked about Guardians. Uh, so let's talk about the last Marvel announcement. The the, the, the re re reboot. This is the second Fantastic one. Four. How are you going to do this now? Is because I feel like this should have happened <clears throat> pre Endgame. 
Do you even bother with an origin story at this point, or do you do it like they did when they brought Spider-Man into the MCU, no, that he was yeah, already Spider-Man? He was, yeah, do it as they're already the Fantastic Four. We already know what happened. They go to space, some shit happens, they got their powers. Uh, thing doesn't want to be Thing, he loses his abilities for a little bit, then he realizes he needs to be the Thing, and he goes back. Okay, I, I just recapped all of the fucking origin stories for Fantastic Four. If you don't know what they do, <laughs> one's really rubbery, one turns on fire, one's a rock, and the other one could go invisible. And does like telepathy, uh, telepathy shit. All right, that's the quick recap of Fantastic Four. You're welcome. And you sign uh, Emily Blunt and John Krasinski to play the two. Eventually, they have a kid called uh, Reed Richards, and uh, yeah, he ends up being like the most badass, the most fucking- powerful being, the most powerful <laughs> being in the history. Of yeah, Frank Richards there, yeah. Oh, I said maybe Galact- I? maybe Galactus bad. will actually be a person. Maybe. I really- a cloud? Yeah. I really wanted to like that Silver Surfer movie. God, I was disappointed. I haven't seen it. Don't. Probably won't. Yep. I mean, there's no reason to watch it now. I mean, there's no continuity to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although the, the fun part was when they're having the wedding and Stan Lee is not invited. He's not on the list. Uh, Disney's also giving us a Mighty Ducks series. Yeah. What? The Mighty Ducks Where Game the fuck Changers. Is this? Oh, it's under National Geographics. Okay, cool. I'm skipping the Nat Geo stuff. Yeah, okay. Some bug stuff's up there if you guys really want to know. And, uh, but also Chris, Chris Hemsworth led. Yeah, what? What's this? Oh, yeah. They're going to, uh, he's going to test the limitations of the human body. Unscripted series. Yeah, which just mm-hmm. means it's actual documentary series. Okay. And Earth welcome also, to Welcome to Earth. Yeah, the one that's gonna be done by Will Smith. Is it gonna be Will Smith? Welcome to Earth. Yep. <laughs> welcome to Earth. And a real bug's life. I'm a beautiful butterfly. The world of yes. bugs is beautiful yet very dangerous like yeah. everything's trying to kill you sometimes including other bugs <laughs> yeah <laughs> including other bugs and maybe including your own paramour <laughs> it, it it turns out ants are nice why not no they're really not they're assholes <laughs> they very much are if you're a male praying mantis you die after sex <laughs> so <She hates> you. <laughs> well, if you're, I mean, if you're, a, there's, if you're a, ma- if you're a male bee, out. you don't do anything. The females do all the work, and the males just kind of hang out at the hive and the drones. Fuck the queen. Pretty much. <laughs> you know what? I know a couple of people like that. No. You <laughs> 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 oh, get to fuck the queen. Good God. And then, of course, we're getting for uh, a lot, a bunch of Hulu stuff they announced, including more American Horror Story, more What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, they officially took over Hulu. So, like, all this Hulu stuff is just normal Hulu stuff, but Disney now is in charge. More Always Sunny. So, yeah. And we're getting a series based on the Alien movies. Yeah. And a Reservoir's Dog series. That's going to be insane. 
And they're finally going to actually make Why the Last Man. So that's fine. Interesting. There you go. Four more seasons of It's Always Sunny. Which is like already at like 16 or some shit. Like That's getting ridiculous. Yeah, that's another show that needs to end. Don't tell that to the actors. They probably that's like the only thing that they, I've seen them in. What else are they in? Dude, a lot Danny, of them. Are Danny DeVito. Other shows. Well, I mean, okay. Besides Danny DeVito, like Danny DeVito is like. No, you're right. Like Charlie Day is the only one that's done other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like we're over here saying we should probably end it. And like and they're probably like, bitch, we need to pay our bills. Stop it. <laughs> Good God, yeah. And more Archer, too. Yeah. At least Archer's, like, you know, eight. <laughs> <laughs> like. <Yeah. laughs> I, I don't so, know. There was a rough patch of Archer there for a little bit. I was like. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, while he was unconscious or whatever. Oh, yeah. That was that was bad. That's when they should have ended that series, actually. There's a couple of them that are pretty good, but they, like, did, like, four seasons and. This is like, yeah, around that time, I was like, all right, I guess I'm only watching Bob's Burgers now. (laughs) It was like when Aqua Teen started, they they weren't Aqua Teen anymore, but they just, they kept giving different, different names. And I'm just like, I don't, I'm no longer invested in this show. (laughs) And I used to love that show too. Aqua Uh, Teen Hunger Force. So yes. uh, So yeah, Disney Plus is taking over the world is the, the general conclusion. Disney is taking over streaming, and they are just they're conquerors. Disney are well, conquerors. I mean, with HBO Max being so freaking crazy right away, like they had to had to retaliate. I guess so. <laughs> and Netflix is just like we're going to get rid of the Office. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I mean that's a rights issue. It's not like they like you know. Yeah, see, this that's the like the benefit. For Disney, though, is that they own all this they, shit. Yeah, they own all our stuff, so it's not like they There's can't no... lose their rights to stream something because they lose it to themselves. Can, yeah, for real. Can you imagine Disney's like, oh, we we have to take down Aladdin. Why? Well, we didn't pay ourselves. It doesn't fucking make <laughs> sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And, you know, the, the funny thing is you laugh at that, but Chris and I know that they break Disney – up into different departments so they actually do pay themselves and Mm -hmm. they they like charge themselves ridiculous amount of money and then use that as an expense for tax write-offs like we had to pay this much to keep this here and like yeah but you you paid it to yourself (laughs) oh yes but that was uh that was from the uh attractions group but they had to pay uh for fact the most (laughs) <laughs> the most reasonable thing I ever heard was when, when they, when I remember being so upset that they they were going to turn Maelstrom into a frozen ride, until I realized that that was their way of taking over that ride so that the Norwegian government wouldn't be paying for it anymore because that ride broke all the time and it was probably costing Norway a lot of money. Yeah, probably. I mean, it was Norwegian themed or whatever, officially Norwegian themed. Uh. I mean, it's a boat ride. It's really hard to not be able to theme it to something. You know, just slap a sticker and then all of a sudden, whatever that sticker was, it's that theme now. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes I feel like that's all they did for refurbs. Like, you go there, like, what'd they change? There's a number on the boat now. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) It was shut down for months for a fucking number. Cool. 
Cool, cool, cool. Well, they had to put a number on every different boat. Jeez. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, almost every vehicle in in at, at any of those rides has an official number to it. Like, yeah, at Safari, we were always Simba 1 for the storyline. But in reality, we were anywhere from 1 to 44 when I was there. Oh, yeah. That's just to keep track of the vehicles and you know what needed to be worked on, what needed to get PMs and stuff like that. But like... Right. And then they also knew who was on which which truck, so they knew which which driver right. to bump when it was time for a break. Right. And everybody, right. like, I, I don't know if it was the same for you, but I know, like, at Movie Ride, the vehicles were also numbered, and everybody has, like, a particular vehicle that they like better than the others. Uh-huh. <laughs> Safari 28 was the uh, Ferrari Safari, because there was something with the governor where you could actually crank it past eight miles per hour. So if you got truck 28, you could really rip it through that uh through the poacher scene and really give those people an exciting show. Nice. And then one and then one day they fixed the governor and 28 was just like the rest of the trucks and then nobody gave a shit about 28 anymore. So yeah, that screw that truck. <laughs> when but all yeah, of the trucks are special, no one is. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Syndrome. <laughs> no, every single... I mean, you know, the four Robos had their own individual personalities. Oh, yeah. You knew which one could accom- accom- accommodate a heavier guest more than the other one could? Yep. We also- I also... Do you remember the time that... Um, I'm not going to ma- name any names, but a manager took... Uh, Heavy set guest off of one robo and literally proceeded to put them on every single robo. Yes. <laughs> and yes. <laughs> until and I remember. Until we stepped in, and we're like, "No, stop it! You're gonna bring the whole attraction down." <laughs> that was great because even the maintenance lady screamed at this person. <laughs> literally oh, screamed, shit. like, "Like stop!" I get it. I get it for like moving one robo over. Right, but to yeah. bring them down and up to another platform, what the hell? <laughs> so, uh, coming up uh, here on the nerd table, since we pretty much spent this whole episode talking about Disney Plus, but it was necessary. Next week, I want to do a Christmas themed episode. So, what I did was I reached out to our our Facebook group here, facebook.com slash group slash the nerd table pod, or just look up the nerd table pod and join the group. And I wanted to do something interactive. And then I want to do a follow up on it next week. So I asked everybody what some of their favorite Christmas movies, songs, specials, all that stuff is. So we could have a discussion about it. Uh, I think we'll save the, our portion of it for next week. We'll do a whole Christmas themed episode. Cause I don't know how Christmas week is going to work if we're going to have to record before or after the holiday, but it'll probably be after so we can talk about the Christmas fallout. So I got five comments here from members of the group, and I want to just get our inner our uh, reactions to them real quick before we wrap up this episode. From our good friend Chris Wright member of the Club Kayfabe community, has been a podcast follower of Dan and I's for years now. His favorite Christmas special is Yogi's First Christmas. He said it's the Christmas Eve tradition to kick back and watch with a good drink and some snacks. 
I don't think I've ever seen the Yogi Bear Christmas special before. Have you heard of you? No, I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, I never heard of it, but I'm not surprised there was one. Oh, of course, I am not surprised there was one. But yeah, I think I'm going to have to find that. I'd like to watch that. I wonder uh, if this has... is pre or post Boo Boo. <clears throat> uh. <laughs> it's like it's like the Scrappy Doo era. Yeah. Hey, Boo Boo. Uh, I guess we'll find out. But if it's Yogi's first Christmas, I, I hope the uh, Jellystone Ranger is nice to him at the end. He probably brings him a picnic basket. 1980. It's actually newer than I thought it would be. Yeah, I'll look, I'll look that up. I want to check that out. He also has two favorite Christmas songs. Frank Sinatra's version of Jingle Bells, which is pretty good. But I like all of Frank Sinatra's Christmas songs except for Rudolph because I hate when he's just like Rudy the Red Beaked Reindeer. And I'm like, boo-boo boo, boo confirmed in Yogi's first Christmas. Great. So I won't like it as much as I could have. Is what oh, it's saying. a big crossover because Huckleberry Hound, Snagglepuss. Uh, uh, okay, that re- Don- that's, that's Daddy show Redemption. Up, so. Redemption has been made. Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Chris's other favorite Christmas song is Christmas in Hollis from Run DMC. Dan and I, on our Patreon channel, we just did a watch along for that music video. Yes, last week. It's very, very entertaining. <clears throat> uh, Katie chimes in here. Her favorite Christmas movie is Home Alone. Okay, yeah. Great I tend movie. to watch just, that around. We just Christmas watched time. that the other weekend. It's it's so much fun. And I, the first, as I said, we said the first Home Alone is Kevin hurting two villains and outsmarting them. The second Home Alone is Kevin flat out trying to murder them. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty. Because he's trying to steal, trying to steal money from a nice toy guy who was going to give it to the children's hospital. Yep. What a piece of trash. And uh, and 100% uh, when Marv gets hit with the first brick from three stories up, he should have at the very least have permanent brain damage. Yeah. <laughs> that should have outright killed him, to be honest. Outright. Outright <laughs> killed him. But somebody else pointed out that basically Home Alone 2 is just cartoon violence come to life. So just just you just appreciate it. Yeah. Katie has a favorite Christmas special, The Rockets Christmas Spectacular, which I've actually seen that in person. Because you know, I thought that was different up, every year. Uh, it usually, I think it is, but I do remember we went to two Rockets Christmas specials in a row, and I don't remember there being that many differences. I, I you know what I normally do is the um, what's it called, the Trans Siberian Orchestra. There we go. Yeah. I've Love seen them live a couple of t- yeah, I've seen them live a couple of times. And my mother and fantastic. my sister went to one when I was in college. Yeah, how's that live show? Because that feels like it would be phenomenal. The live I, I show was amazing, man. It's so good. It's so good. I was high, but it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> it you were was high just, on Christmas spirit? Ah, uh, yes, yes, very much so. I had Christmas brownies and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was lasers and fog and they come down from the ceiling and they play guitar and stuff. I mean, like it, it's that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm going to apologize to Katie because her two favorite Christmas songs are my two least favorite Christmas songs. The hippopotamus song and Dominic the donkey. And I hate those songs. I can't stand them. I, but you can reach it. 
And of course, I, they're Katie's favorites. Never heard of them. My mom was hippopotamus song. I want a hippopotamus <laughs> for Christmas. Oh, okay. That's the hippopotamus song. Yeah. Okay. My mom loves that one. I mostly, I just mostly hate that because I can't stand the lady's voice. She's supposed to be a, a young girl. But she just sounds grating. Uh, and then Dominic the donkey is just insulting to all of us with Italian heritage. Well, he's the Italian Christmas donkey. I don't care. I have so Italian Katie, heritage. Katie, I apologize, but your two favorite Christmas songs are trash. Oh, she can reach it. Oh, man. <laughs> Utter trash. Is Dominic the donkey? Uh, our old pal Brian James Leon, and I'm going to now pronounce it like that on purpose because I think it's better that way. So, uh, Brian BJ James L. Leon, Leon, <laughs> Le Champion. Yeah, BJL. We'll just call him BJL from now on. Okay. Uh, one of our one of our regulars when we play Among Us. Yeah, I've uh, no, known that guy since like 08. Same with Pat. Yeah. <laughs> same he with knows, like at the same time. He knows the entire Christmas Time in Hell song from South Park by heart. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. I, I, and I do too. So I, I understand that. Uh, here's our pal, our pal Matt Sulo, aka the fiend in Among Us, aka the guy who gets too worked up, and I actively try to work him up now. <laughs> It's very entertaining, yeah. isn't it? It's so it's the, easy it's, to piss him off, too. <laughs> it's the it's the Iron Sheik rule. He knows you know he's entertaining when he gets riled up, so you would t- intentionally do it to him. <laughs> yeah. uh, favorite Christmas movies are Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation, Muppet Christmas Carol, who he considers to be the best version. Because Scrooge. It is. Yeah, yep. Muppet Christmas Carol is the best version. Uh, Die Hard. And he also says, technically Harry Potter since some do show Christmas time. Also a big fan of the original and Jim Carrey versions of The Grinch, both Home Alones and the Santa Claus franchise, as well as Jingle All the Way. A very, very impressive and pretty much the must do, the must do Christmas list. Yeah. So, yes. So thank you, Matt. And I'll have some follow ups on some of those next week. And then from our good friend Jeff Trelowitz, podcast host and guest on this show, he says his big must is Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Have either of you ever seen that? Nope. <laughs> Jim Henson production from 1977 or 1979. I forget the exact year. But check that out. It's fun. It's a Jim see, Henson. The one, the one I want to see still, and I, I, at least it wasn't in Disney Plus last year. Is the Fraggles Muppets crossover Christmas special. What? I want to see yeah, that. I'd like to see that. It's the, the Muppets were like on tour or something, and there's a snowstorm, and they end up at the guy's house from the Fraggle. That's awesome. So it's him and his dog, and they're and the Muppets are in the house, and then they realize that the Fraggles are on the other side of the world. That's so I, cool. I know. Oh, man. Fraggle Rock. Wow. I think we're dating ourselves. We should probably not do that. No, everybody hey, already. Knows. I'm turning 38 on Tuesday. <laughs> there you go. Dan's Dan's a level up above me, so dang. Because <laughs> I I just turned 36 in November. Am I the baby in the group? Holy shit! Yes, you are. Holy yes, shit! Yes, you are. <clears throat> and then Jeff wraps it up by also mentioning Christmas Story, The Ref, 
which I've never seen, but Jeff keeps recommending it to me, so I think I'm going to make an effort to watch it. The Ref is yes. a Christmas-related movie? Yes. Uh, and he's also a big fan of Scrooge as well, and he says that last year Fox did a miniseries called The Moody's Christmas that he really liked. So I want to thank you guys for that feedback, and next week we'll do a full-on Christmas episode. We'll talk about movies, shows, specials, and songs. Best and worst. And Katie, if you'd like to hate me for hating your two favorite Christmas songs, go ahead. And go ahead and hate Eric, too, because I'm sure he'll just give you a reason. Uh, well, you have you no usually soul. do. You have no soul? No, we love you. I'm just joking. It's a redhead we thing. Lo- <laughs> we love you. Katie, Heather, Claire, all my redhead friends, we love you. Well, redheads have no souls. That's what makes them able to suck our souls up. Says, yeah, dude, that Weasley family, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, They're man. stealing souls left and right, dude. <laughs> so, yes, uh, thank you all for tuning in to another great episode of The Nerd Table, where we completely nerded out about what's coming. That's the idea, right? All from one company, though. <laughs> all from one <laughs> yeah. company. Uh, check out the other great shows on CKCC Radio, including Real Paranormal Talk and Ranking Tracks with Jeff Trelowitz. New episodes alternate each and every weekend. Jay Bunny's Music Hub with Jason Shin. You'll get new content. Also, the backlog we're currently working on uploading, so you can hear all of his episodes in one place. The first Monday of every month is the new Motivational News with Adrian Cotton. Just dropped his new episode here. Get ready for your month with Adrian's motivation and a bonus episode coming before year's end. So there'll be a second motivational moves for the month of December. The bored to death binge cast. I'm, I have a new episode. I'll be uploading as we're recording this one here. So of course it'll be up before you, you listen to this with more my hero academia on the way there. There are, Race Nerd Podcast with Matt Hardman. You'll get a little bit less content when we're in the off-season of racing, but Matt still does his best to produce new stuff. Also, check out the Stupid Sexy Podcast, where Dan and I review every Simpsons ever. And maybe during my Christmas break, I'll we'll get some bonus episodes up and try to do a little bit of catch-up here. Uh, I'm sure that won't be a problem for you, Dan. Because we'll both be home. And our brand new show, By the Numbers, just debuting with its seventh episode is also the first one on our channel. And just like Music Hub, we're going to get the backlog uploaded for you guys, too. Ref Matt Derline, independent professional wrestling referee, goes through his notebook of every match he's ever refereed, and he's kept all of them in numerical order. So he can go through his book and he will interview wrestlers that have been in matches that he's done. For this episode, he talks to my good friend Joey Image, who Dan also knows very well. Almost never met him in person, but you probably feel like you know Joe as a close friend now. Because you've been in proximity with him for how long? But all of Image's matches that Ref Matt has done, they go back and discuss. And it's a really, really funny and intriguing episode. A lot of great stories. Anybody who has interest in wrestling, following Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk, you will absolutely love the show. And if you guys just can't get enough nerd content, you need more, check out the Blake and Sal Show and the United We Fan Podcast with Mark and Brian, streaming on all podcast services across the board. Check those out. Give them a like, too. They do great quality work, and it's just extra nerd content for you. Yeah, United We Fan just had Jeff Trellowitz on an episode. Yes, they did. So, <clears throat> so, yeah, lots of fun stuff to check out there. 
Well, guys, Eric, Dan, I'm hungry. Yeah, I haven't eaten yet, so... You know and what? The McRib, I think I'm all, the McRib I think I'm is good. back. So. I think I'm good. No, I'm just fucking with you. I'm starving. Yeah, you're. Who, who are you trying to fool? You're <laughs> Listen, always hungry. I'm always hungry. That that's my superpower. It's terrible. Well, thank you. <laughs> exactly. Thank you guys again. Follow us on all the major platforms, and every Saturday night, make sure to tune in for our Among Us stream. And if you guys ever want to join a game of Among Us, because we've got a couple of interested parties, we do have a pretty general ten group right now, but not everybody can commit every week so and some people can only commit for an hour or two and we play for months so yeah when eric goes to bed you can you can (laughs) yeah pretty much you can substitute in so yeah Uh, check that out every saturday night starting around seven o'clock ish is when we generally get set up but i think we need to start getting set up a little earlier so we get more play time in but thank you guys again and this wraps up this edition of the nerd table any final departing words other than let's get hyped for Christmas. Let's get hyped for Christmas. Yes. Oh, also, and, and um, let's... Yeah, go ahead. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for all the support. Thanks for sending us your comments and all that good jazz. And uh, I, I will see you next week. Yes. And Dan, please end the show by telling all of our listeners, when does Christmas hype officially start? No, Christmas hype starts on Boxing Day. Absolutely. See you next week, guys. For more great content like this, be sure to check out CKCC Radio and subscribe to never miss an episode.